From the Daily Yonder and Public News Service, this is the news from rural America. South Dakota has long been criticized for too often placing indigenous children with white families. But this year, tribal communities report progress keeping kids placed in foster care on reservations. Marcella Gilbert, Lakota and Dakota community organizer, says foster kids need a nurturing support system even after they turn 18. It isn't like, okay, you're done. See you. It's like, okay, let's talk about what you want to do here. Do you want to go to college? Do you want to go to job training? We'll help you do that. By offering an environment steeped in Lakota traditions, Gilbert says kids develop a greater sense of belonging, even if they have a history of trauma. Rules that govern oil and gas production on public lands need improvement, according to Conservatives for Responsible Stewardship. Dave Jenkins says when old wells are tapped out, many producers declare bankruptcy to avoid cleanup costs, then start up again under a new name. They're shifting that cost to you and me. They're making the profit and we're getting the bill. The walk-off from cleanup obligations has resulted in 700,000 so-called orphan wells across the U.S. Jenkins Group supports a provision in the Build Back Better bill to increase royalty rates companies pay for extracting resources on public land. He says making extraction the only priority is an enormous lost opportunity. So they're not managed for outdoor recreation or hunting or fishing or water supply or grazing. They're being managed for oil and gas. Residents in rural Pennsylvania are raising alarms about Maryland's Air National Guard's push to fly military training planes just above the treetops in rural Pennsylvania's Lehigh Valley. Alicia Kramer says concerned locals like herself are not anti-military. This isn't about being patriotic or not being patriotic. This is about really just making sure that rural doesn't have to suffer the negative consequences. The Guard wants to fly planes at 100 feet instead of the current 8,000 in an area that includes bike trails, hunting, and camping grounds. Connecting with the land has inspired a book. Just in time for holiday gift-giving, 40 poets in the Northeast partnered with nonprofit land trusts to create the first-of-its-kind anthology called Writing the Land. My poetry comes from the land. I may as well use it to help protect the land. For me, I write from a point of view of descendant of enslaved Africans. That's editor and contributor Lise McLaughlin and poet Rochelle Parker. Parker says for her, the project meant connecting with the ways land offers sustenance and shelter. Poet David Cruz was inspired by conserved land in Maine. They're really trying hard to try to give voice not only to the land itself, but to people who are trying to serve the land in responsible ways. For the Yonder Report and Public News Service, I'm Roz Brown. For more rural stories, visit dailyyonder.com. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.